Bonfire Press and Studio Erbo present Chronicles of the Essence God, Children of the Essence, by Eric J. Cockrell and Chuck Pino, read by Michael Goodrick. Chapter 8, The Fellowship of the Staff. As Deimos disappeared into the cosmos, Andres growled under his breath and stomped hard. After everything he had been through, all of the work, the research, the study, traveling through space and time, and here he was, left with nothing, and seemingly further away from his goal than he had ever been. He let out a string of curses in his native tongue, his voice cracking as he screamed his anger into the heavens. He turned quickly during a long tirade on the absolute lack of imagination on the parts of the fates when he stopped himself suddenly. Celeste was kneeling in the grass, her head in her hands, weeping silently. Her shoulders shuddered as she breathed in her sadness and despair. Andres could feel his fury diminish like a field of lava meeting a hurricane. Like the cooling molten, the man stiffened up, slowly dropping to his knees and taking the young woman in his arms. The two were silent as they sat there in a completely foreign land, letting their desperation soak into the ground below them. It took a while, but eventually he could feel her move under him, and he released her from his hold. She leaned back a little to look up at him, her eyes red and her eyeliner smeared some. She sniffed and croaked a little as she attempted to test her voice. A second later, she spoke the first thing she could get out. What are we going to do, Andres? He sat down next to her and shook his head softly. I don't know, Mia Moore, but I promise we will figure something out. He looked back and sighed. Why don't we go back to the town and see if they can offer us some sort of assistance? They didn't seem to... Who is that? He slowly stood up and stepped in front of Celeste. The person approaching them didn't seem immediately offensive, but then very few had since coming here, and yet they were in the worst position they had been since embarking on the journey to the temple. Celeste leaned out from behind her protector. The person was still quite some distance away, but she immediately knew there was something special about this person, something in the way they walked. She slowly stood up, mouth slightly agape, and stepped out from behind Andres. Mother? She asked aloud, forcing her partner to look down at her and then quickly back to the 50-something woman walking towards them, using the very walking stick they had just lost only moments before. Celeste dashed to her mother and caught her in a hug that almost knocked the older woman over. The two laughed and cried as they hugged. Flo choked as she tried to speak. You, you almost scared me to death and tackled me all in one day? Have you decided to punish me for all the years I didn't show you about the essence in one day? The woman smiled, despite a pair of fat tears rolling down her cheeks. Celeste didn't dare step away from the warmth of her mother's body. I'm an idiot. She looked up. How did you find us? Flo wiped the tears from her daughter's eyes and kissed her hard on the forehead. You think you can hide from a mother who can travel through time and space? She asked, chuckling as she did so. I used the staff to come to you and found myself in the nearby small town. I asked about you and was immediately warned that you had left and were not expected to be back. Which begs the question, what did you do to get kicked out of an entire town? Celeste didn't answer which beckoned her mother to look up at the strange man who had been protecting her only a moment earlier. And who might I ask is this young man? Andres slowly marched towards her warily. 
Andre Suarez, ma'am. Suarez, are you any relation to Island? She asked, immediately interested. He nodded slowly. My... He gulped and took a moment. My grandfather. Celeste stepped out from her mother's arms and pointed to her new friend. We met online. His grandfather has gone missing and he thinks a cult in Argentina is behind it. Florence Edmund looked around at the landscape, confused. This is Argentina, she asked, more than a little surprised. The two laughed and Celeste continued. No, Mom, this is Greece. It's a long story, but let me explain. She took her mother through the entire events as they had happened, from landing in the village, to the temple and the cult, and finally to Greece and Demos. Telling her mother they had lost the walking stick was difficult, until she was reminded that her mother was holding the very same object. But you have it. How did you get it from Demos? Did you kill him? She asked incredulously. Oh my goodness, no, Celeste, her mother remarked in disgust. I don't even know who he is. Why would I kill the man? Her daughter shrugged and Florence continued. No, I went and visited your grandfather and he let me use his stick so we could get you back. Now we have to take you two home and return it and then have a serious talk about abusing other people's properties. But mother... She was stopped immediately with a look. Andres was not so easily disarmed. He stepped forward and met the woman's gaze. Please, we have to finish this. My grandfather, he needs me. I understand your worry, but... I beg you, I need this more than words can say. His eyes pleaded as his cupped hands only stabbed his point in further. Really? Island needs us. How? That man was old when I saw him in the 70s. How is he not dead already? She asked, exasperated. Andres shrugged, dumbfounded himself. I have no clue, but I bet that has something to do with it, he said, pointing to the green stone atop her walking stick. Florence stood there for a long moment, considering the circumstances. The two stared at her with doe eyes that only made things even more difficult. She sighed in frustration several times, turning away from them less to alleviate her of their gazes and more to give her a moment to concentrate and consider how they should proceed. Look, my family owes yours a great debt of gratitude, she turned back to Andres and Celeste, but I simply won't put myself or my family in unnecessary harm. So, here's what I propose. We need serious help. A young woman, an almost equally yet slightly too old to even consider dating her young man, and a woman who has celebrated far too many 39th birthdays, do not make the best party for such an endeavor. We need serious backup if we're going to take on Demos and find your grandfather and the walking stick. Celeste smiled broadly. She felt safe for the first time in what felt like forever and they were going to be able to help Andres as well. While she focused on her mother, her male companion smiled, a slight bit of worry mirroring in his eyes that he attempted to keep hidden from the other two. Where are we heading, and how soon can we expect to get there, he said, hoping they would be on their way as soon as possible. Flo held out the staff for the other two to grasp. Somewhere I'm quite familiar with. I'll ask you to remain in the forest. No one must see either of you. Celeste nodded obediently, while Andres questioned. Forest? Which forest? The elder woman grinned, and they were gone with the whip of the winds, appearing in a clearing in the middle of a forest in upstate New York. The woman winked and made her way through the trees silently, as the other two watched her curiously. 
This was the second time she had visited the property of her ancestral home this day, but only the first time she had been able to climb its front steps. There was a warm sensation of familiarity that washed over her as she stopped at the front door and did something she had probably never done in all of her years living under the roof of the Essence House. She knocked on the door. A short moment later, a younger man in his early thirties opened the door with a friendly smile. Hello, madame. I didn't hear anyone drive up. How... He stopped when he saw the walking stick in her hand. She could see his mind whirring swiftly as he attempted to put the pieces together. Her older brother had always been a quick-witted man. She said nothing and let him come to his own conclusions. Florence Edmund, tell me it's you, he said as his smile broadened. Flo grinned back, tears gathering at the edges of her eyes, and she quickly embraced her brother and gave him a hard kiss on the cheek as she did so. He ushered her inside and the two quickly made their way to the parlor and closed the door behind them. I just talked to you on the phone a couple of days ago, sis. I thought California was supposed to make you look younger, he chided. She laughed and shoved him lightly. I'm 83, Andrew, she lied with a laugh. Really? he asked back, to which she responded with a violent shaking of her head. The two laughed and Flo sat down while her brother made both of them a drink. What can I get you? Scotch with a splash of water, she said, shooting him a look. Without turning around, he stiffened and nodded. Dad's drink, so this is a business trip after all. He immediately began concocting two of the drinks in Small Rock's glasses. It may be business, but the company is for pleasure, she responded. Before he could say anything, she continued. Look, I can't answer any questions you might have about the future, but I need your help. Andrew Edmund's smile saddened some. I have few to ask, so don't worry, he quieted his voice and listened to hear if anyone else was nearby. I already know I'm dead in your time. Flo silenced and stared down as he passed her a scotch. She took a long, slow drink, having gotten used to what she had once thought to be a vile liquor. Andrew continued, I read ahead through Father's files. There aren't a lot of notes in there after a certain time, so I wanted to be ready. I found the final letter for me addressed in the 90s, and then nothing. Not a great sign. Florence remained silent as Andrew took a sip of his drink. I'm keeping it a secret from the children and Nancy. They don't deserve to be burdened with this. They didn't choose to be in the Essence Guard. He hesitated a moment, staring at the finger of scotch he swirled in the thick glass. Are they at least happy? He asked, staring at his sister, pleading for hope. She smiled and nodded. I just visited with Elise the other day. I wouldn't be surprised if you start getting visits from them like Father did from us in his latter years. He sighed aloud and finished off his drink with a long swallow. Good, he whispered, smiling to himself as he stood up and replaced the drink on the bar cart. Florence was glad to see him come out of what could have ended up being a serious existential funk with some hope and happiness for the future. There's still the matter of the reason for my visit, she pushed, raising an eyebrow. He sat back down and motioned for her to attend to the business at hand. Excellent. Well, it seems we have an issue. A man with access to the essence has stolen the walking stick and kidnapped Island Suarez. Island's grandson sought out my daughter, Celeste, to help. And now here I am making sure that this mess is taken care of without making things worse. Her brother sighed contentedly. You have a daughter. That's great, Flo. Congratulations. 
He stopped and considered everything she had previously stated. But you said this man had taken the walking stick, and yet you've got it right there. Are you sure we're not talking about some early-onset dementia or something? He asked with a wink. Flo sat up straight and shot him a look. Don't even think about it. I'm sharper than you are on your best days, she responded defensively. Taking a breath, she continued and passed the stick in her hand to him. It's a long story. This one is Dad's from back in the day. I have to return it when I'm done. Andrew took the staff and rolled it over in his open palms, enjoying every notch and bump in the gnarled antique. All right, count me in. Let me tell Nancy what's happening. He walked to the door, stopped, and turned around. Why didn't you ask Rick? She had to think fast. I missed my big brother, she responded quickly. It wasn't a lie, but it held a darker truth. Even in the past, she still couldn't forgive Rick for everything he had done, even in a time when he hadn't done anything yet. Good answer, he said as he made his way out of the parlor to seek out his wife and prepare for the journey. Soon, the two were striding across the lawn of the estate towards the forest to the east. Florence was enjoying the silence, but Andrew's curiosity was getting the better of him. You were also able to get so much more out of Dad than Rick or I could. Did you ever get any answers from him? He asked, hoping to learn something new. Answers? She asked. About what? Oh, come on, Flo. Don't play with me. We barely remember our childhood. It's foggy at best. I'm nine years older than Rick, and I can't remember him being born. And any time we ask about mother, hell, about having a mother, he shuts the conversation down. She breathed out in frustration as the two entered the tree line. I gave up on those answers decades ago. He didn't want us to know, I guess. You didn't find a note about it or anything? He shook his head. The two entered the clearing and found Celeste and Andres waiting. Andrew stopped and took in the young lady for a moment before smiling broadly. You must be my new favorite niece, Celeste, he said, dripping the charm as he walked towards her with arms out for a hug. Celeste returned the embrace and grinned. Nice to meet you, Uncle Andrew, she said, forgetting the utter strangeness of this family reunion. She introduced him to Andres, who shook the man's hand with a silent nod. Celeste explained as much of the story as she could, so her uncle would be more than aware of what they were walking into. He seemed to be handling it well. She knew that he was the head of the Essence Guard since Grandfather Roland had passed, but she didn't know how much work was required of him. Hopefully, he had at least more experience with the Essence than the rest of them. Excellent, he started. Then it sounds like we need to go to the temple and see if we can track down Island before Demos. He turned to Celeste and pointed the end of the staff at her midriff. This is your mission. Think you can take us to Argentina in your present? Celeste grinned, nodded, and grasped the staff. I can. The other two clutched the stick, and soon the four were gone in a suction of air. Soon, they found themselves in the jungle of Argentina's Formosa province, within eyesight of the old stone temple. Two guards could be seen standing in front of the main entryway underneath the statue which spouted fire. Andrew took the staff back and ducked down low, the other three following suit. Nicely done, Celeste. From the story you told, we're going to need to deal with those guards and take their robes. Andres raised a hand to assist, but Andrew shook his head. Not yet. We need to do this as quickly and cleanly as possible. Andrew stood up, breathed in slowly, and was gone in an instant. The three watched from afar 
as the Essence Guard leader appeared behind the two green-robed zealots. In a flash, Andrew bashed one of the men in the head with the staff, while quickly rammed the shaft of the stick into the throat of the other guard and pinning him against the wall of the temple. The first guard had crumpled to the ground while Andrew whispered to the guard, Tell me everything you know about Island Suarez. He slowly loosened his grip on the staff so the man could speak. The guard began to shout for assistance, and the two immediately disappeared, reappearing next to his three compatriots. He pushed the man up against a tree while gripping his throat in his left hand. The next time we appear anywhere else, it's over a cliff, you understand? He inquired through gritted teeth. The guard nodded fearfully. Andrew tapped Andres on the shoulder with the staff. Go hide the other guard in the grass and put on his robes. Hopefully no one heard this dick, but if they did, cover for us as best you can. The younger man soon found himself crouching beside the body of the guard who had only too recently been knocked out by Celeste's uncle. Andres went straight to work. So, I asked you a question earlier. Island Suarez, what do you know about it? Andrew asked, glaring at the man intensely. The guard didn't hold back. He, he isn't here, but Master Kevin knows where to find him. Lord Demos has arrived, and they will soon have the man you seek. Andrew breathed out loudly and turned to Flo and Celeste. That doesn't give us a lot of time. You two ready to break into an ancient temple? Celeste nodded and Flo grinned. This is better than the adventures we'd make up as kids. Let's do it, she remarked to her older brother gleefully. Theme music by Carol Cockrell.